Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. And now it's my great pleasure to introduce to you our guest speaker for today, Imam Bakash. Imam Bakash was born in Lebanon and migrated to the U.S. Fort Worth in 1982. He is a teacher, speaker, and author, educating all people over the world about Islam. He has served as a member of several interfaith groups, including the Fort Worth Faith-Based Committee, Fort Worth Human Relations Commission, Tarrant County Sheriff Chaplain's Office, and the Circle of Clergy, where he met Reverend John Murray. He is an accredited family mediator and qualified arbitrator, served as the president, president of the Islamic Tribunal from 2015 to 2020, and is currently the director of Mediation Institute of North Texas. In 2003, Imam Bakash was recognized as pastor of the day and became the first Islamic clergy to do an opening prayer for the State House of Representatives in Austin. Please join me in welcoming Imam Bakash. Good morning, and God bless you. That's what I love Fort Worth. I've been offered to leave Fort Worth to any other state or other country, Canada, especially I refused. <laughs> Honestly, after getting involved with the interfaith community members, opened my mind, opened my heart, and that's what I like. I'm very honored and very blessed to be among you this morning. And I'm married, one wife. Very common to how many wives? One wife. <laughs> and I have a children, three children, one boy, two girls, adults, two of them married. And uh, my son studied in Arlington Heights, high school, graduated from here, born here. And uh, he's a journalist, and he's a sea captioning. Married, have two girls, babies. The first one, first time to be in the school, and Nadine. The other baby, have year and a half, Eliana. Hard time. <laughs> so, and uh, the other daughter, uh, Tasneem, married, and she graduated from UTD in North Dallas. And she's a uh, psychology to deal with the kids with the special needs, maybe to say. And the other girl, Amani. Amani, the word Amani means hope. She was born in Canada, my wife Canadian. And uh, trouble, pregnancies, whatever, admitted to the hospital, there was no hope. Then between death of the mother or the child and the womb, which one to choose, and God saved them both. So she's a student in UTA, interior designer. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> 
So that's what really my family, and we're honored to produce, introduce them to you today. Being Imam of the Islamic Association of Turin County, behind the Central Market, the big building there now, used to be on Fletcher Avenue when I came in 1982. I didn't know what does it mean to have interfaith. I'm from Lebanon, 50, 50% 50 Christian and Muslims. I said it before here, this is my second visit now. Thank you for inviting me. I used to ring the bell of the church with other kids, even my family, back cash, okay, back and cash, no checks, easy to remember my last name, <laughs> that we have Christian and Muslim, so I'm very familiar with that. I used to ring when I was a kid, used to ring the bell with other kids. The rope used to be outside the building, now they push the button, no more. <laughs> but <laughs> let's go kids, hold on and pull down. We watch the man every Sunday how he does, and most of the kids are Christian too, you know? So kids play together. Pull down, but all of them, they release it. I'm holding it, pull me up, <laughs> grab, I quit, I got scared. From that day, we stopped. <laughs> Next few days, Thursday specifically, will be the first day of the greatest event to the Muslim community all over the world. It's called the month of fasting. It's called the name of Ramadan. And that's what I'm going to share with you some for our information. So when we see Muslims fasting, because I remember when I gave lecture in TCU, I used to say we fast 29 or 30 days. And the question come immediately say, Imam, 29 or 30 days, you're still alive? You should be dead now. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say, we break fast at the sunset and we attack the food the whole night, so don't worry about us. I, I open my, we speak about it normally to us, you know, but somebody to say this question, really, I never intend that way, but that's how I'm being received, let me clarify it. So we fast from the dawn, before the sunrise, until the sunset. But let's go to see what really we have to share with you today, because this is the month of fasting, will start on Thursday in America and in the world. The Muslims, men and women, and we'll talk some details to know the rules and regulations. And also I was surprised when I read the verse in chapter two, verse uh, 183 in the Holy Quran, that our book, that to say the verse I said it, do we have it here? No. Oh, you who believe, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ All you who believe, fasting is prescribed upon you as it was prescribed upon those before you, that you may attain righteousness. Before you, who's before us? The people of the book. In our Quran, call them people of the book. Who are the people of the book? The Jews, Torah of Moses, the Christian, the gospel of Jesus. Peace be upon both of them. Out of respect, anywhere in the world, whenever we mention any name of any prophet, we say, peace be upon him. So I start to wonder, what's the people of the book? So nothing new, our fasting, the command of God to Muslims to fast, it's nothing new, only you. 
So those before you, they fasted too. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't understand it. So I started to search and find out, and I will tell you what I found out from the Bible and the Old Testament we see. But first of all, Ramadan is the name of a month, number nine in the Islamic calendar. And the Islamic calendar, lunar calendar. For example, that we'll look at the moon sighting in the beginning and the end, and this the whole year. But the technology also we have today, so it's not hard at all today. We don't have to go physically to see the crescent or the light of the beginning. We have the calendar, we have everything we're using. But in areas, I used to use that in the 80s, you know, that there was no iPhones yet. <laughs> and there's no, a lot of technical issues. Now we have it advanced than that time. So we used to go around. We have a committee in North Texas, every imam to look in his area and also follow the instruction of the word, any sighting being declared or something to have to trusted one. So to tell the community and lead the community to say tomorrow, we see it tonight after the, sun, the sunset time, so the crescent. So tomorrow is the beginning of Ramadan or the end of the month of fasting. So the festival will come. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. So we have here, first of Ramadan is a compulsory, is a duty. We have five duties as Muslims to do. First, to testify, God is one, Muhammad is a prophet of God. Second, to pray five times a daily, in the morning, noon, late afternoon, after sunset, and night. And each prayer will take five, seven minutes and done. So you still can watch the Cowboys, watch the Mavericks, <laughs> it's not a big deal. But it's a duty upon every Muslim, also that to fast. This is one of the five duties. And every Muslim means what? Whoever reached the age of responsibility or duties or puberty, boys and girls, that must start fasting. So the community, every family, uh, and the community, you know, encourage that, that to encourage the young to fast even one hour, two hours, like my son or my daughter, to get training, and then fast half day, and fast, you know, so when they reach that age, they know what to do to prepare for them. It's not duty, because they are young, under the age of puberty and responsibility. So, but when that age happened, and they reach that age, now they know what to do and how to do it, whether we are with them or we are a different part of the world. So, uh, also that uh, the, this duty, that does not mean that uh, the Muslim fasting is like the other fasting, as we said, every religion have their way of fasting. So when the verse says, as prescribed upon those before you, doesn't have to be the same way that we are doing, you know, that to say, because that's what we thought in the beginning, individually I'm talking about. But when I asked Rabbi Zimmerman, before Zimmerman, Rabbi Ralph Mecklenburger, for example, you as a Jewish, how you fast, or what the fasting, and the Christians all talk about, so how do you fast? So the fasting is different, but the principle of fasting and the duty is there. So it means uh, uh, only means that the principle of self-denial by fasting or abstaining from eating uh, is not a new one to us. When you say God says it's not you know, only you, but those before you they fasted too. That we do. But our way that to abstain from eating, 
from drinking, from uh, not only uh, the physical, but also the uh, spiritual in a way that evil actions or evil words or bad or whatever, be undisciplined and to be good person. And good person according to the definition and the standard of God, to be good citizen, to be good human. Not to speak bad words, not to, but to respect the others and all this kind of goodness. Beside, not to eat. So we do not eat or drink or, with my respect, have relationship with your spouse during this time from the sun rises to the sunset time. Really? Can we be patient with that? Yes. And this will raise your spirituality and a lot of also benefits to recognize we are blessed. We have carpeted church and desks and places to sit and drive our cars and we have the food to eat, we have the money in the pocket, we have house, we have air condition, we have heater. We have many people that are deprived from these kind of blessings. So when you fast, you think about those who are not blessed like yours. So we give thanks to God that you God thank you for blessing me and my family with this. And now I'm submitting myself to you to thank you in the way that you order me to do. That's what really we talk about. Fasting means to submit to the, ourselves to the command of God. He said, you fast. And then the prophet explained, peace be upon him, how to fast. We don't know how to fast. Not everybody fasts his way. So this is how the way we fast from to this period of time during this month only. 12 months, but one month, lunar calendar, 29 or 30 days. Then after that, you are free to eat anytime you want. And then you can recognize the blessings. We have through the year, we have different type of optional fasting. It's different, but this is a duty of every Muslim that to fast if possible. Also those who are exempted from fasting, like uh, young children, the elderly, the traveler, I'm, I'm traveling, God gave me permission to break and make it up later on. Okay, that we have sick, I'm diabetic, or whatever, the, I need to use medicines, you are exempted, but you pay for the needy and for the poor instead of fasting. Don't risk your life, never. Because fasting, no, we are exempted. But normally, there's nothing wrong with you, you fulfill the duties. Also that pregnant requested that not to fast because it will cause uh, damage to the baby or the pregnancy, whatever, or maybe nursing, mother, or breastfeeding. So you have to eat to feed you, take care of your baby. This, in a general rules, in case of normal situation, to fast, but we have exemptions for those who are really cannot do that. Also have special prayers during this month and during the night and Muslims all over the world, they try to finish uh, reciting Quran during this month because it is a Quran was revealed in the month of Ramadan. This is very important to be aware of. That's what you see the mosque at night prayer until 11 o'clock. And individually try to read extra to the mosque when I go home, I have my Quran, I read from, or the family, or what else, this is optional. It depends how much you want to connect yourself with the word to understand. This is a month of seeking more blessings of God and dedicate yourself to that. Also, we have a, a special night, the odd nights of the last 10 days of Ramadan, 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th, 29th, that's called Qadr night. Also, that's special prayers and invocation, you can say, 
to God. Connect yourself. This is a month of dedicating yourself spiritually to raise your spirituality and your relation with God and to show that you're humbly, God, I need you. I need your blessings upon me and my family and the world and whatever is up to you and your parents and so on. It's very important. But fasting, one of the best acts of worshiping God because it is secret act of worship. Praying, people see you praying. For example, perform pilgrimage, people see you, okay. But fasting, nobody knows I'm fasting or not. So between you and God, that's the reward is higher. And that's what the act will be in the eyes of God to do that, by the way. So we have also the end of fasting. We have the, it's called Eid al-Fitr. So at the end of the month of Ramadan, we celebrate, it's like a thanksgiving, to give thanks to God that he gave me the ability to fast and obey him. So we celebrate that, and the whole community and the whole world, the Muslims, they celebrate the ending of the month of fast called Eid, which is a festival of fitr, of breaking fasts, all over the world. So don't be surprised, not only in Fort Worth or our community. Now I realized, when I read in the Bible, I remember 1984, we used to have a contract with the, what's called the, the, on James Road here, the funeral. And the director of the funeral gave me a Bible, James Douglas. What, no, sorry, not James Douglas, James Douglas, uh, Channel 8, you know, reporter. Uh, James Road here, he gave me the Bible. And uh, from that day, I still, I use it. I read it to see when I give lecture in our mosque on Friday or any lecture or conference, whatever, to see what the Christian they have. I'm from Lebanon, 50-50 Christian Muslims, mostly to say. Even my family, Bakash family, have Christian and Muslim too. You see how? And Tripoli, I'm from Tripoli, Beirut, and Tripoli, second city in Lebanon, that we have William Bakash, we have Robert Bakash, you know, like they have uh, rooms to go, store or to have uh, lows or to have, yeah. So, I mean, we're living together, so what's the big deal? You know, that's not, nothing new, I mean, it's not uh, different. But never, we never talk about religion or what do you have, what, we live together, we eat together, we, you know, visit and so on. But when, I'm re, I'm re, when I read the Bible, I found this here. I have different references, I choose, I selected three of them or four. In the book of Psalms, Chapter 34, 35, verse 13. Jesus, peace be upon him, is, is teaching on fasting. He said, I humbled my soul with fasting. So fasting is there. Uh, in the book of Exodus, chapter 34, verse 28, it says, and he, Moses, peace be upon him, was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights, and he did neither eat bread nor drink water. So he fasted. When we have in the uh, book of St. Matthew, uh, chapter 4, verse 2, and when he, referred Jesus, peace be upon him, had fast, uh, fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he afterward hungered. So fasting is there in the Bible. The last one, in the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 30 and 31, the vision of Cominius has fasting and alms Alms, in our language, is called zakah, which is Muslim, every Muslim have to pay annually 2.5% and 
if he in the, under the category of having specific amount, level of wealth, than to have to pay to the eighth recipient category decided by God, including the poor and the needy, that to make a balance in the society so then rich, they, can, they have to pay this to the needy, whether through the leaders of the mosque or the community or individually, directly, it's up to them, but as a duty. That uh, if I have the amount, I'm a businessman, I have the amount, the minimum amount that to have, and all details we can give you later on if you wish, that so I have to pay two and a half percent to the needy and the poor and help the society with that. So here the arms is mentioned here. What it says in the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 30 and 31, he said, four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. This in the Bible. So when I read this, plus the other, and I said, so we are, you know, why are we misunderstanding when we say we are fasting? You should not be surprised because you have it in your Bible too. You see how? And, uh, but I don't know. That's why I needed to educate me and educate my community about how is your fasting? I'm telling you about fasting from to during this period of whole month of Ramadan, number nine of the Islamic calendar. And then we have the festival of celebration ending of submission, our submission to God and thanksgiving to God. What about the fasting of the Christian that in our society today, in our city here, your community, for example, here? Will be good to share and participate and educate ourselves about it. With this, uh, I think it will be uh, beautiful to say if you have any question, because every subject has been a lot of details, basically. We don't have to go deeper than that, but to draw your attention now, when you see a Muslim, expect him or her that uh, on Thursday is the first day of the month of Ramadan. Because now we know when the sighting will be technically uh, is going to be a start and one at the end. So it will be uh, 23rd of March and then will be, uh, I don't even know, April, about 22nd, I think, or something. That will be the end of fasting and the Muslim community celebrate that and done with that. This is the basic message I want to share with you, actually, and we have project, we have a project called Give Hope. When I'm, as an imam of the community, we have a lot of refugees, we have a lot of need since the Bosnian War and others, Iraq and Somalians and all this stuff. So we have uh, we created a project called Give Hope. Give Hope, you know, that means uh, from the first year to 16 years old. We give clothes, brand new. We give uh, a toy or whatever the age needed. And also we give cash in the, in the same bank. In a way, I tell the community, I don't give me the money. I don't look for the money. I want you, when you go to buy new clothes, like Christmas, you take your children to buy brand new clothes. And so we need you, when you buy for your kids, to think about another kid. And it depends how many cards you take. Each card represents one child to bring the happiness as you bring it to your own children, bring it to somebody else deprived from maybe parents, orphans, or in need, or whatever, and let you buy it and give it to the mosque, and we will take the youth 
of our mosque, three boys, three girls, that's mostly I do that, to let them know, our children, what the others, they don't have, and you are enjoying, because sometimes our kids, when I give my daughter $20, say, that's it, Baba, Ma, Bob, that's it, you know? If they give them $1, they say, thank you. So we want them to appreciate. Nothing comes easy, especially after Corona and all this stuff. We saw millions of people lost their jobs. Millions of people standing in line to pick up the box of food. So it really have to open our eyes. Nothing is guaranteed, but we need to connect ourselves with him. And all the time to trust him, he'll bring the best to all of us. With this message, when take the children, they see it, then they understand what does it mean. They have a car to drive, or they have a house, or they have a bed, and they have heater and air condition and whatever. Thank you, God. That's what the connection we need our children to. Not only us, but, and that's what I'm asking. I ask, before we start, I mean, where are the kids? We need to bring them because we are living today. God knows when we are departing, but we need this mission to continue. And we need our children not to be only materialistic society, only that to look for money and money and dollars. Yes, we need that. But still, everything in the hand of God, we need to connect them according to their age, but then start step by step, different projects. The church will do that as we do at the mosque to try our best, especially after Corona, shut down everything in the whole world, not only in our city of Fort Worth here, but the whole world now coming back. Thank you, God, for this blessing. So we need to bring our children back. And I remember one time I was flying uh, American Airlines, and I read the magazine, an article written by a priest. A priest, he said, oh, we all the time we invite the children to join the activities in the church, just come and play. This is his article, his opinion after experience said, we did wrong. What the wrong? We encourage the children to come to the church to play first, and then to learn second. We, said we have to change that to come to learn and then to play. This is his opinion. Opened my eyes because I was thinking the same way. Come and play ping pong. I play ping pong too. I used to be high school champion, you know. So. Basketball, okay, soccer, uh, hockey, my son play hockey. So then to attract them to come to the mosque or attract them to come to the church. He said, this is after experience of number of years, this is wrong policy. We need them to come to let them know, to come to learn your book, your faith, and then you are going to enjoy and have fun. This is my message. God bless you. If any question you have, I'm very honored again for inviting me. I'm very blessed to see you again. And uh, all the time, we wish you the best. And that's what the best city we have in the world, actually, Fort Worth. I like that. Howdy. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. If you have any question or any comment or anything, please feel free, free country. Nothing? Okay. I think. Oh, meditation, oh yeah. Yeah, we talk about a lot, a lot about meditation. And I said, what meditation? I know mediation, I'm a mediator. 
But meditation, yeah, because we, we don't have that in the mosque. So what meditation? So I, we talk a lot behind the walls, okay, not in front of you. That's, but I'm trying my best. I'm trying, and this is my honor, again, that to be the one who to do the meditation. And uh, so let's pray, please. Our Lord, we thank you for the joy and privilege to pray together. You are the Lord of the heavens and you are the Lord of the earth. And you are the mercy of all mercies. Grant us all your mercy and forgiveness for our shortcomings. Help us, Lord, to be united and to be the instrument of your love. Lord, make this city a place of hope, prosperity, and peace. Because, Lord, you are the source of peace and prosperity. We ask you to grant us the guidance and the wisdom in all our decisions and all our affairs. Lord, you promise to help us in our time of difficulties and need. We rest upon your word. Our Lord, forgive us and lay not on us a burden greater than we have strength to bear. Lord, allow us all to stand all together united in the circle of your light and love and share it with the others. We ask you to bless our gathering this morning and bring the best to each one of us. And you can do that. And as you promise us, we trust your promise and we depend on that. To bless our families, our children, bless our life, bless our business, bless our leaders of our city of Fort Worth, our mayor and the city council. Bless our chief police and the law enforcement community and their families. And we trust your word. We ask you sincerely and we try our best to submit to your word. Again, forgive our shortcomings. And in your name, we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. 
for the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.